Do you like Nick's go or life is good? Life is good. Life is good. Yeah, see, he knows. I mean, <laughs> nothing else needed. Nick's go, you're done. This is it. Sorry, life yep. is good. Uh, all right, let's get to today's show before my house falls apart here. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So Next time that the horses all line up at the post, make sure you use the website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Gulfstream Parks, and Matoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one side to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com. For all of your leads, racingdudes.com For all of your bets, racingdudes.com As good as it gets What is up, I'm Greg Walsh, he's Aaron Altman. This is Blinkers Off, what's up, dude? What's up, man? I'm, I'm sitting here on pins and needles tonight I, I'm, I'm very curious to see how this is going to go <laughs> I honestly have no idea So, quick story uh, This is Daddy <laughs> daycare tonight because we got snow here uh in missouri and my 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 babysitters my aka my parents can't can't make the drive and so uh, i'm uh i'm doing this with with no supervision <laughs> that, it buddy? took one minute for them to make it <laughs> we, we just started what's up <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought, I man. thought okay we might last two three minutes no 30 seconds nope. he's looking behind the door <laughs> he couldn't help himself he knows he knows we're on air and he's like i, I gotta be on so i love hey, it well, he, can, he can be on what, what's up <laughs> just he said what's up <laughs> he actually did tell me earlier uh cooper that is that he wanted to go back to aaron's house to play with the wrestlers and to bring Buzz and Woody. So yeah, you can see right over my shoulder. There's all the wrestlers. They're, you they're see them over there. You, so. Those wrestlers. Oh. Yeah, you want to play that again? <laughs> all right, Daddy's gonna Daddy's gonna try to make some picks here. All right, why don't you go play? Yeah this this might be a short show. <laughs> well, lucky for us, this is a week of of really not a lot going on. Um, you know, in turn, I, I did the uh, Santa Inez race with with uh, uh, Magic earlier on the previews, and it was just like this is the this is the best we have, and it's really not that good. Bye bye. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a. Hey, you, you were supposed to watch him. <laughs> Get him out of here. <laughs> oh, that one didn't have any pants on, so you know you don't you really don't know. What's, he opened the door, okay? A day in the life of a single dad, right there. I was going to say, I have a feeling I'm going to have to wrap this up by myself. I don't know how long <laughs> we're going to have Jared tonight, but this that's, is worth that's it why I, seeing him. <laughs> I told Magic earlier, I was like, dude, you're going to want to tune in just to see the shit show, what's going to happen tonight. So <laughs> we need to have like 
we need to have like you know the odds of how you know how many times can cooper come in how many times does one of them need to go pee how many poops do i have to handle during the show uh <laughs> over under on both of those is two and a half by the way so take yeah. your bets um all right so we're back uh the new year is here the two-year-olds are now three halterman we're officially on the derby trail so uh what are your thoughts I mean, we're 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 have on. Have you it, learned anything? <laughs> it doesn't really feel like it, right? It's uh, it's it it's still just a little odd. I was talking to Samich about this earlier in the week on a little show we did with the uh, shape for the fantasy league. It's just like usually whether it ends up being your pick or not, you've got two, three, four horses right now at this time of the year. It's like, yeah, that's who I'm kind of leaning towards for the Derby right now. Like essential quality life is good last year at this time. Those were two that we knew were going to be pretty tough. Neither one of them won, but still, at that time, it felt that way. Here, it's like, I could name you 20 horses that might have a shot at this thing. There's just no standout yet. Uh, there were four preps, three official preps, and one you know, one was a Mucho Macho Man, which might as well have been an you know, official prep. But there were four last week. Some of them were really bad. Some of them were okay, but there's just not a flashy horse in this group yet. No. And and then you have the, and we'll get into all this. We're going to do a little bit of update here on kind of these prospects and some of the, the races we have upcoming, but, and then you have the Baffert situation that you, even if, if there is a potential kind of horse, I mean, you would kind of lean towards looking in his barn, but guess what? He's not getting any points. So what do you do with that? And that's a whole other uh situation so yeah you're right i mean shit i had the second round our second pick in the entire draft this year i traded the, to get third with paul but guess what i probably would have st- still taken still taken emmanuel the second pick and that was he just broke his maiden and he and he runs tomorrow in an allowance at tampa and if he doesn't run well guess what i mean that's my second pick that's my second overall third overall pick and that's it and that's kind of where i was at though because it's like well you're either picking horses you really don't like that are at least have ran in stakes or you're picking horses that you're hoping blossom um into something so that yeah yeah, you're right there really isn't those kind of couple horses that you can put your your hat on i mean i would have loved to have the second pick last year but uh you know that was easy you know you, you knew you were getting two one of two beasts and both of them were so um, we'll get into the the recap and, and just kind of go through some of these derby prospects, and we got some rapid fire to talk about. Uh, not a lot going on this weekend in terms of stakes action. We're kind of in that lull. We talk this is the unofficial lull of uh, the pause button, so to speak, with the derby. As we we're, we're kind of now preparing for the Pegasus, which is you know just coming up here in a couple of weeks. Yep. So the Pegasus kind of is kind of the focus here the next couple weeks and then we shift back to you know obviously february gets things really rolling uh for the derby trail so we've got a couple stake or a couple derby preps knocked out pegasus and then we'll be back on the trail pegasus man we haven't talked much about the pegasus just because you know the derby stuff but i mean the the knicks go uh (laughs) life is good matchup is is really I mean, I, I feel like it's going to – I don't know. I hope it's not like the arrogant California Chrome matchup. So we were all amping up for that. And, of course, Chrome didn't run a step that day. Yeah. Have you – as we've gotten closer to that, are you like – I mean, are you – I know it's been a minute since the Breeders' Cup, but how are you 
How are you kind of uh, planning on playing that one? Well, that's a great question. I, I'm trying to delay making a decision on that one. Two horses, obviously, that are very, very good. Where, where I lay right now, though, it's life is good, kind of feels like the arrogant, and, and Nick's go kind of feels like the California Chrome. Like, if you remember California Chrome, it was his last race. And, you know, it, it seems like Arrogate was the up-and-comer, where life was good. seems like the up-and-comer, that they're planning for a big four-year-old uh, season with him. I, I think it's life as good as is kind of the one to beat. I think, God, believe it or not, and it's it's hard to imagine a horse being faster early than Nick's go. But I think life as good is. And I think then it's just the key of can he extend that, that speed out to a mile and an eighth. And if he can... I don't know that Nick's go can go get him. And if they go head to head, I think it's going to be bad for both of them. So it's kind of going to be a rider's race as well, where they, you know, where they, where they fall on that first turn and up the backside. But right now I'm leaning life. Life is good in that spot. You good. (laughs) All right. Just go ahead. (laughs) He's back. Yeah, he's back. Uh, Yeah. I kind of lean towards the life. I think that's a pretty good analogy in terms of comparing life is good to, to, to arrogant that he kind of feels like the now horse versus, versus Nick's go, who obviously has not, doesn't have anything to prove, so to speak. Yep. For sure. So he, he doesn't. Yeah. He, he's the one that he, he could prove a ton <laughs> with a win over Nick's go. And uh, I, you know, really, what does Nick's go have to gain in this race? That's the other the other thing about it. What do you think, Cohen? What does Nick's go have to gain in this Pegasus? What do you think Nick's go has to gain by what, running in that race? What do you think? Uh, do you like Nick's go or life is good? Life is good. Life is good. Yeah, see, he knows. I mean, <laughs> nothing else needed. Nick's go, nope. you're done. This is it. Sorry, life yep. is good. Uh, all right, let's get to today's show before my house falls apart here. We look at the 2022 Kentucky Derby prep calendar as well as some of the no! top derby prospects right now. Then we get some rapid-fire selections for the stakes action this weekend at Goldstream, Oakland, Santa Anita, and Turfway. Let's go! All right, we're one week into the 2022 season. Of course, that means all the two-year-olds are now three-year-olds, and they are on the Kentucky Derby Trail. We've had some preps already this year, of course, kicking things off to to start the year. Um, so I wanted to, you know, we're kind of in that lull we talked about in the opening. We're in that lull a little bit where we're not, we're not really to the big preps or really even like the semi-big preps, and we're definitely kind of, you know, you can't. It's hard to get the sh- other than the sham that's kind of produced over the last couple of years. Um, it's hard to get real excited about any of these preps this early in the year because we kind of know that song and dance and what that, you know, um, what that it really doesn't come out to be a lot, but we are kind of prepping for the big races coming up. So let's take a look first. You go to racingdudes.com on the Kentucky Derby page. Just click the Kentucky Derby uh menu on the menu at racingdudes.com. Halterman does a top 20 ranking every week, updates it obviously after the big races each weekend. So let's take a look. Let's kind of go through these a little bit, and we'll also talk a little bit about some of these upcoming races or any of these horses that are on this list that uh, have upcoming races. So Smile Happy is pointing to the Southwest Stakes. That's your number one horse. Southwest for the Holy Bull. Um, so you got really Smile, ha- Smile Happy, Corniche, and then you've got the, the three spot all the way shot up there, Newgrange, who just won the sham for Bob Baffert. 
tell me about your top three and how you feel about that. And Epicenter, I'll include Epicenter because that's a new kind of a new shooter, so to speak, that definitely was not on the list uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I, I definitely think, you know, it's a helter-skelter top four, <laughs> let's call it. But I think it's the logical top four right now. Smile happy two for two. We'll see this horse come back. Like I said, they're saying Southwest Stakes or Holy Bull Stakes, possibly even the Sam F. Davis. So it's going to be one of those. We'll kind of see where he he arrives next. Uh, you know, I, I think he's a horse that's back breezing and and uh, doing pretty well. So we'll kind of see. He, like I said, he's a weak number one, but he is number one nonetheless. Corniche, you know, he's at Windstar right now, and I think he's getting ready to come back soon. I would think San Felipe would probably be where we see him. That's probably where we'll see our my number three horse, Newgrange. As well, both of them, I think, are probably on target for that race. You look at New Grange, he's kind of like Life is Good was last year. Broke the Maiden at Del Mar, went to the Sham, and then Life is Good went to the San Felipe right after that. I think New Grange will follow that as well. And then Epicenter, I expect to see him in the Lecompte Stakes coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, I think that's January 22nd. Uh, yeah, January 22nd, that race is scheduled for. Uh, he was really impressive in the Gun Runner. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with the Gunrunner, it's a new uh, derby prep that they added to the fairgrounds, uh, you know, stake schedule. And so he won that one. And now we'll see if he can kind of do it again. Lecomte, you would assume it would be a lot of similar horses in that one. You know, with Newgrange, I, he kind of he kind of feels like that he's that new. I think he might be. I mean, we'll see what Corniche is, but he might end up being the best Bob Baffert, at least. Because, you know, the sham has been, you know, we saw like last year with Life is Good um and then medina spirit was like the also and that kind of feels like what rockefeller was um a little bit to is like we kind of going into it you maybe you weren't sure afterwards you're like okay that was very clear bob baffert new grange is the horse he really likes that horse is dominant rockefeller yeah whatever so it kind of feels like maybe i mean that may be a disrespect to medina spirit because he may not even be that good um and then of course we saw the, the year before that i believe it was the year before that with uh with authentic Right, so you kind you kind of start to see some of his good horses in the sham. So that's kind of the one stakes I feel like the one prep that that early in the season you can at least kind of take a little bit of stock into in terms of what it's shaping up for. Um, so yeah, I agree. New, it'll be interesting to see Newgrange and Corniche match up. Hopefully, it is in the San Felipe. What about Jack Christopher? So Jack Christopher's a horse um, heading towards the Gotham. He's fifth ranked fifth on your list here and we also don't know how far he wants to go he's kind of a placeholder that will start be like getting past once horses actually look decent that's kind of how i look at him uh, i you know obviously he'll shoot right back up the rankings if he comes back healthy and he looks like as impressive as he did as a two-year-old you're right you just don't really know what he is going two turns because we haven't seen it he was a blowout win at a mile so so that was good but We'll see uh, on Jack Christopher what he could do uh, as they progress down the trail there. But kidding, blippy for you. <laughs> <laughs> they were gone for two minutes. That was pretty good. I heard, I heard the commotion and I heard the ruckus, and it was getting closer and closer to the door. And I thought, uh oh, he's about to be interrupted. Yeah. Hard to have two two little ones that age uh, by themselves. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a lot to ask for them to to keep themselves yeah. busy for any extended period of time. So, um, 
so, so I'll go through the next five here. Slow down, Andy. Doppelganger, Mo, da- Mo Donegal, uh, American Icon jumped up there on the list. And then Emmanuel. So two Todd Fletchers, um, two very similar Todd Fletchers. Of course, Emmanuel uh, broke his maiden uh, a little bit earlier than American Icon kind of was the big, uh, you know, recent uh, in the fantasy league was the big claim. So Doppelganger, another Bob Baffert. Slow down, Andy was the horse that upset. Uh, Messier, of course, in the for charity. O'Donagal. Pletcher horse. So you got three Pletchers, uh, eight through 10 to talk about those, uh, those horses. Yeah. I feel like American icon and Emmanuel are just two horses that they could be good. They could not, you know, it just, we'll have to find out the next start. Emmanuel hopefully runs uh, Friday at Tampa and let's see how he does. And then we can kind of judge him American icon. I think they looked very similar him and Emmanuel both. Uh, another one of Pletcher's nice runners, uh, Dean's List, two one on debut, is back Saturday. Uh, kind of more of a sprinter pedigree, but maybe he can kind of jump on the list here with a nice performance. Uh, yeah, we'll just see what they are. You know, these Pletcher horses uh, in the past, you know, they, they win their maidens and then they, they they go on to big things. And then last year, some of them struggled after they broke their maidens. So it's just kind of a wait and see. Kind of placeholders there as well. Doppelganger, same thing with Bob Baffert. Impressive at Los Alamitos. Sometimes his Los Al runners progress. Sometimes they don't. So we'll just have to see how that goes. Yeah, he looked good. Uh, I thought Doppelganger. That was one that kind of yeah. was I I liked a lot. Um, uh, I think that was on the same card, wasn't it? As uh, as Messier and the Charity. That was a little bit before that day. Yep. yep. So yep. you kind of th- you kind of wondered if okay, is Doppelganger the one you want out of those two? And Messier and that talking about. And by the way, Emmanuel, I, I brought it up in the opening. Emmanuel runs uh if you're listening to this after the fact he runs today at tampa so yep. in, in, a, in a one what one mile 70 yard uh allowance race uh i believe it's race two yep. um and so you're gonna want to watch that obviously a big you know it's not you might say oh tampa it's this is a very standard move for pletcher um with good his good three-year-olds a lot of times bringing a horse over to tampa of course it's nearby Gulfstream, and uh get you know running a race, you know, whether it means the prepping the horse to run same F Davis, um, or if it just means they wanted the horse to stretch out and couldn't get a race at Goldstream park. So definitely want to watch, see how that goes. Uh, Messier rattle and roll and make it big uh, to me. And then Zandon and, and pop a cap. Here's where you're starting to get. I mean, it's already is, but this is where you're starting to get a little dicey. You're starting to fall off a little bit. We'll start with Messier. You know, I, I, I want to kind of forgive him for that. Um, but, boy, I, I slow down Andy's not a great horse. We know that. But it's kind of like, yeah, he might be able to bounce back. It's Bob Baffert. They had high hopes for him. His loss in the low south kind of reminded me of when McKenzie lost the race. He ended up getting elevated to first place out of a bad DQ. But, he, he lost that, that LaSalle, and then he ran a lot better afterwards. So Messier could do that. Rattle and roll has really looked nice at Keeneland, but can he bounce back off injury? Will McPeak have him ready to roll? You know, all that kind of stuff's question mark. And then, like I said, it does kind of get a little iffy. Make it big. I mean, he won the springboard mile. He was not impressive. Zandon, we'll see. You know, the rims, it hasn't really produced much. Papa Cap, not really impressive kind of hits the board in the big races but never was really a factor and then you kind of take flyers if you want to go down to the last part with with simplification he, he earned a 90 buyer for his win in the holy bull or sorry for his win in the mucho macho man but he's he hasn't been consistent and he hasn't really faced much so we'll see there 
Uh, dash attack, two wins in the slot. The horse is by Munnings, so that makes a lot of sense. Don't know how he'll do on a on a dry track. Uh, I kept Rockefeller, your horse at 18 there, Jared. I, you know, it it wasn't great, but we kind of saw a horse last year, Medina Spirit, where it's like he would run in preps and you're like, yeah, he's okay. And then he won the Derby. So I don't think he's Medina Spirit, but I wasn't ready to throw him out just yet. Um, Quavassier, I mean, couldn't have finished any slower for a victory in the Jerome, but, you know, has a win in a mile and eighth, has a great pedigree. Maybe he gets better as they go longer. And Oviat class, kind of that first horse that's like, yeah, he might just be the one that hits the board in all the big races. Yeah, you know, with Rockefeller, I, I kind of, even though he, <laughs> he's, like, he's like banging on the door. Uh, <laughs> Rockefeller, I do agree with you. I I think he's, you have two things. One, you got to be careful with Baffert when you, you just throw one out, like when he kind of a situation that it kind of looked like, like he need he wanted the, his, you know, his, the winner to win, right? It kind of seemed right. like the race was set, really set up for um, Rockefeller to kind of run second. And two is where else are you going to put, you know what I mean? Like he, that the bottom half, like who, who cares? Like he might, he could be 18 or he could be 38, you know, <laughs> they're all kind of the same down there. He kind of reminds me of Spielberg a little bit. I hate to say that for your sake, because I'm on the team, but he, he just, He's got like a lot of flash and the pedigree and the ownership group. And he usually lures in a good jockey like Pratt rode him, but it's just like, I don't know if he's that good, but you know what? Spielberg hit, got second in the Southwest last year. So hey, you just I'll can't take- ever really count his out as long as they're within the realm of, of competition in these races. How about this? I mean, we've got, you got this scenario shaping up here, Bob Baffert, can't run in the Derby. We'll see what happens there. McPeak all of a sudden's got a, a new prospect every week. It feels like you know, smile happy being the one. And then, by the way, you're not the only one that's got him ranked very highly, mm-hmm. and for good reason. Uh, Rattle and roll, another one, and of course Dash Tech, who kind of showed up uh, last week. So, is it? Are we? Are, are we? Gonna, are we going to a scenario where it's like? we're going to have like the cleanest derby ever. And, and McPeak all of a sudden has got like a bunch of prospects. Del Rosso, Del Roman's in there, but. Um, no, would be my guess on that question. I, I don't know. We'll see. I, it is pretty crazy that, that, that McPeak's got three runners here and they, they all have looked pretty good. And, you know, with Dale Romans, you funny you mention him. I, I follow the workout reports at Gulfstream pretty closely. His horses are working out well right now. The, the giant game supposedly had a great workout. So, hey, call you crazy. Keep an eye on him. I don't want to hear that talk. <laughs> I mean, I will call you crazy. Like, I just, I, I just, by pure principle, I cannot... Although it would be funny if we had like four Romans or four McPeaks and like a Romans and like, yeah, I don't know, like, you know, Chad Brown as the favorite of the race. And it's just like, what? <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, so who knows really? And that's the thing, like it, and that's like, something's got to happen. We'll, and we'll pivot from here now to, to kind of the preps and, you know, something's got to happen because, how long can and I know if you guys haven't listened to this, go listen to uh, some or not so much uh, magic and and halts were talking about this the Bob Baffert situation on our YouTube channel. Like, 
you're getting you're you're now in January. You're not seeing any of the horses switch ownerships or ownership switch trainers. You're yeah. not seeing any decisions made on from anyone other than the fact that they keep running in the normal races and they keep not getting points. So something's going to have to happen. And, and so it's, it's like, what if we get to a point where it's just not going to happen? So all of a, or if it does happen and Bob Baffert, all of a sudden they give him all the points that he would have gotten and everyone shoots down the list and here all his horses shoot up. It's it, the, the longer, it's one of those things you got like the longer this thing waits to unfold, the worse it's going to get it either way. You hit it right on the head. And that's why we definitely did the, 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 the video because it's just like, holy hell, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen because now we're in January and we still don't have an answer to what some of these ownership groups might do. Are they just going to stick it out and skip the race altogether? I mean, with each passing day, that becomes a, you know, a situation that could happen. We're not that far away from the 50-point races. And those are basically Kentucky Derby win and you're in races. Right. Are you going to run a horse under Bob Baffert's name? And not get a win in your end of the Kentucky Derby? I mean, is that where we're at? To me, there has to be a solution on Bob's end. It's like, okay, he's suing, and they're getting to run by then. If not, then it really becomes the owner's decision. Okay, I'm going to just stick by him, and we'll go to the Preakness, or okay, we're going somewhere else. I mean, that that's we're, we're a month away from you really have to make that call. You should have, in my opinion, if you were real serious about the Derby, already made it, but you're going to have to make it real soon. Well, and don't forget, you know, this year with the, the Oakland schedule being a little different, you know, the Rebels, February 26th, and that's really, you know, there's the star of the 19th, February 19th. Can't imagine Baff- Bob Baffert having any in that race, but you got to imagine that he'll have one in the Rebel, at least one, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're, that's really the first big 50-point race, like you're saying, a win in your end uh, for essentially for, for, for these horses and so February 26th, which is like a month, like six weeks away, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's not, you know, like you say, something's got to be done by then you would think at least some sort of plan. Cause if you, I don't know. And I, and I, I get the whole argument, like you guys talked about, not only really argument, but the case of, well, you know, maybe they just bypass it. Like they don't like the Derby doesn't doesn't have the luster, and maybe they just you know it's like you can't get them to run in it, and who cares? Like they want Bob Baffert to train their horse, and they'll run the Preakness. I don't buy it. I, I just I still think that the the Derby is. The, the, I mean, these owners want to w- go to the Derby. They want to win the Derby. They, I, and by the way, just I, I've seen some comments about this. Like it's not like he can just switch to you know to uh barns or something and and let him run and then switch back after i mean that is not that's not going to work this time so um and by the way he can't even run like even if he like he's he's banned from churchill like let's let's make sure we remember that as well it's not like just about the preps so he can't even run a horse at the race so i i i don't know i mean It'd be it'd be like the ultimate horse racing thing if they if they decided you know what we've we, we've lifted the ban at Churchill, but we're not going to give back any of the points and they make that decision at like in May or you know May first. Yeah, I mean your guess is as good as mine when it comes to this kind of stuff. That's the thing. It's so unprecedented. We've never really had to do this. We have seen him get into Naira when when they were kind of you know cutting him off and then he sued and he was able to do it. So 
maybe he does that again. But, you know, your point on the Derby, I, I totally agree that I think these guys want it. But, man, each passing day, there's there's owners that still are with him that have, like, you know, highly regarded Derby candidates. It's kind of telling me that they don't care as much about it. I mean, so I'm with you. I think it's, like, just a crazy thought. But we may find out that this is reality. And there's no better way of finding out than just here are the here's the proof. You got a great horse that can win the Derby. And we're saying, nah. We'll skip and wait for the Preakness. And that'll be fascinating if that happens. It would be it, in a lot of ways. One, it would make the race a lot more interesting because um, you don't have to worry about Bob ba- 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 Baffert, you know. And then two, what does that mean for the future of the race, you know? like Exactly. That's, that's a big that's a big uh, thing, too. So it just, yep. no shocker, we're still sitting here waiting to find out. Um and like like we're right or like we like we always do it feels like we're just kind of gonna basically just make a decision and make it up as they go like oh this is gonna happen and then we're either gonna end up like six bob bafferts in the race and that's like gonna be like you know pour salt in the wound or yeah you're not gonna have any um kind of feels like there's nothing in between so not to talk all about baffert let's talk a little bit real quickly uh is because you know it's, you're right, Jason. Um, what's worse, you hear them coming to interrupt, or it's dead silent. Both are worse, by the yeah. way. But honestly, the silence is worse. Um, my doors are locked, uh, so you know. But still, like the still quieter it is, it, like I walk out and they're like hanging from the chandelier. You know, that's the kind of thing. So like we gotta speed this along. Um, I know that the San Felipe and the rebel and all these races are, are important, but when do you think what race is it? I mean, is it the first 50 point? What race do you think that we're going to start to get some sort of sense of normalcy in terms of this is a star. This is a legit horse. This is like, you know, if I asked you who you're going to, who who's your pick to win the Kentucky Derby, I'm going to guess you don't have a choice right now. And you, if you had to give me one, you're not going to feel good about it. So when, when do you think we're going to start to feel good about something here? Honestly, I've always said that the Derby trail doesn't start until the Southwest stakes. That's when it really, 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 truly starts. Cause that just feels like the official start of it all. Uh, and, and so that is on Pegasus day on the 29th. And the reason I say it isn't just because, Oh, now we're, now we're into the, you know, the, the heavy hitter here in the Southwest even though we usually get a, a decent horse in it, but it's the kind of the start of the every week. Now we have a prep. So, you know, you go the next week, the withers, the Holy bull, uh, you know, it, it just goes on and on and on from there. So the Southwest is when it really starts, when we really start to buckle down in my opinion. And then, yeah, you, you, you just go in this a few weeks later, then, then there's the risen star sitting there first 50 point race, the rebels now in February uh, because of a schedule change for Oakland. So, you know, February, it really, really will get going. And that's, you know, anytime you're in a Kentucky Derby, a prep race, and you win it and you're in the race, in the Derby, which is essentially what the 50-point race is, that's serious. That's earning a shot to win the Kentucky Derby. That's that's when, you know, all, all the gloves are taken off and it's time for the big boys to start showing up. Right. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, you know, then of course you get, <clears throat> you get towards the end of this thing and, with it's weird to me that the Arkansas Derby is, I mean, I guess they kind of have even that out a little bit. The fact that I guess it's the gap between the Arkansas Derby and the rebel. That's weird um, for me, but it is, 
obviously it makes a little bit more sense. Um, April 2nd, April 9th, those are your big dates that, uh, in terms of really the, the hundred point races, of course you had the Louisiana Derby, March 26th and the UA Derby, um, same day, hundred point races, Louisiana Derby. I mean, Louisiana Derby last year produced hot rod Charlie. And of course, hot rod was a very prominent horse all year long on the, on the Derby trails. So, you know, and it feels like the Louisiana, you know, that circuit is, is fairly strong again this year where you're probably going to see a bunch of runners, throughout that between Brad Cox and Asmussen and whoever. So it definitely feels like that, you know, the Louisiana Derby. I still don't know. Like, I don't know what it's going to take for me. I feel like, do you think that, and I've heard this question asked before from, you know, from different on different, our different shows. Um, but do you think that the Derby winner has, we'll say won a race yet. Oh, I hate this question because <laughs> all logic is yes. You know, I, I Samich asked me this. I said, "Well, of course, of Apollo 1882." I'll, I'll, I mean, yes. yes I'm just, I'm at least, but I'm at least saying they've they've ran. So I'm allowing the possibility they've ran as two year olds. They just haven't won, or they're still maidens right now. Samich said, "If I give you three to one on no, would you take it?" And I said, "Yes." Three to one, I would take it in this year's crop with with all the question marks we have. Even money, I would take yes, they've already started. But if you're going to give me odds, I'm taking no. Because it's it has a feeling to me, Jared, of they're all going to kind of just lump in together and we got a shit show of a derby. And we've seen those before. That's not anything new. Or, and I think this is very possible too, one of these or maybe two are going to develop and they're going to, jump up and they're going to run that 102 buyer and then we're all going to go well shit he ran a 102 buyer and the next best is a 92 we're going to have a two to one favorite in the derby this year one of those two things are going to happen last year we kind of had a lot of horses that were kind of mixed in and were pretty good i don't see a lot of pretty good horses in this one i think we're gonna have a lot an average crop or an average bunch with one really good horse i hate to say it it might be it might be like we we are looking for a rocker world type horse at the end where it's like he shoots up out of nowhere even though we were like against dead set against him in the derby but still like he popped up at the last second and you're like oh oh okay and then you're like maybe that's what we're looking for this year where all of a sudden boom here comes a horse that you're like well finally we saw something and then you're going to be stuck with the decision of do I go with this like kind of a decent sort of shitty horse that I know what he's going to run or do I try to run with this or, you know, try to go with the horse that just flashed? Well, I think if, if somebody flashes, but at least they have a foundation of they've ran on the dirt before and you know, <laughs> it's not their, their second dirt race ever is a Kentucky Derby and things like that. Then that's okay. We can't just look for like a King Guillermo. It would be another example of one that just, wow, he sucked. And then out of nowhere, he ran fantastic. You know, like we got, if, if something kind of pops that he's got a foundation and then he, he pops with a big number, it's like, okay, that's, that's what I'm looking for personally. I don't want another rock your world. Although he was pretty easy to go against in that race. So, so there was that. I think is Jim, Jim, are you hating on the, on the, on the Arkansas Derby a little bit? Three Arkansas winners have only won, have won the Derby. Well, um, I mean, the, the Derby's not the only thing either. Uh, they've won a lot of Preaknesses and a lot of Belmonts as well. 
Um, and just a high, it's a it's a highly productive race uh, moving yeah. forward, and it brings in a lot of good horses. Um, you know, you had horses like Super Saver who didn't win. Um, yeah, who didn't win the Arkansas Derby and won the Kentucky, won, Derby. Won the Kentucky Derby. So yeah. it produces it. It sometimes it sometimes is a very good, uh, you know, very good race in terms yeah. of just. It, it is what it is, and it is a very strong series for producing triple crown race winners. That's what it is. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there's a reason why the best horses ship in point to Arkansas Derby. Yeah, well, time and time and, and again. Some, Sometimes with Oakland here lately, they're the best races haven't the best of the sequence has not been the Arkansas Derby. Yeah. You know, last year the best horse that ran there was Essential Quality. He was in the Southwest. So it's it's strange how that has definitely changed over the years. Where when we first started going, they all ran in the series. Every like the big winners ran in all three of the races. Right. Exactly. Yeah, you're you kind of you're 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 almost guaranteed that you're gonna between the the well really between the rebel uh, well I will say I'll throw in the southwest I guess but the southwest rebel and the Arkansas Derby you're gonna get one like super powered horse you just yeah. I mean you just are every year because of the the money that's in it obviously a lot of times the timing of it for these some of these trainers so uh yeah I agree it is what it is um, all right so. We will we'll go back to the Derby here in the next couple of weeks. Of course, on to the Pegasus. Um, maybe we, maybe we'll have another hidden scroll. You know, Pegasus Day, right? <laughs> can, o- can only hope, right? Or that other overrated horse. God, what was his name last year? Jeez, um, uh, Brennan Walsh, Adam. Uh, yeah, terrible. Oh horse. God, uh, what was his name? Brand- everybody went nuts. He was a big, big claim for everybody. Um, damn, yeah. it's gonna, you know, it's like on the tip of my tongue. Started with an uh, M, didn't it? I can't believe I forgot him. Mm. I'm gonna have to look it up now. Um, I could see him, big, big bay horse. One, uh, next out one at uh, an allowance at Gulfstream, and then I think went to New York and got his ass kicked. And this, it went downhill from there. Uh, um. Let me look at the New York race real quick. No, not Rocky World. He was Brennan Walsh. He he broke his maiden on Pegasus Day. Uh, let's see. Boy, I gotta let's see what race that would have been. The Wood. He he went up to the Wood. I think he was the favorite. oh prevalence. Prevalence. Yes. Yes. Yeah, prevalence. Yeah. Prevalence. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. I think yeah, what did well. he get in the wood? He was ooh one two three four five. He was sixth, sixth as the three to one. He was a second choice. Yeah, Nick got it there too. Prevalence. Yeah, yeah. So that's you know that kind of shows you. Yeah, <laughs> that you know that that I think at the eyes of the racing world are on that card, and we just romanticize anything we see that day although i will defend the hidden scroll thing that was an unbelievable performance that day for him that was freakish just a weird horse weird weird story for that guy because he i do think the talent was there i just don't know he was ever mentally a a very smart horse um obviously it was a freakish performance no doubt and it kind of seemed hard to 
so hard, it seemed impossible that the horse i mean maybe not win the kentucky derby but it's like this there's no way this horse isn't really good yeah and he wasn't very good so <laughs> no uh all right so yeah we'll be back with more derby here in the next couple of weeks all right time for rapid fire presented by let's do uh let's do conan cooper they were gonna bring it into this time you know what they just they've been a big part of the show tonight and uh you know what <laughs> they might as well sponsor this segment because chances yep. are we'll hear from them again um sometime in this show so conan cooper my little boys thank you for sponsoring rapid fire and if uh, if you're listening to me and you hear your name multiple times usually they're watching like if like if my parents are here or if, uh they're with their mom like They'll be watching and they're like, hey, you know, I'll get a text. Say, hey, they want you to wave. So I'm, <laughs> chances are they don't give a shit about what they're tonight. You know, they're not, they're not, they can hear it. They're here. So yeah, uh, they're not listening uh, at all, but normally they want. So if you hear your name, Cohen and Cooper, come in here and give us a, give us a pick. So let's kick things off. we got four stakes we're going to talk about. One oak prep, actually. So we'll get to that in a second. But we'll start at Goldstream Park. These are all on Saturday. Let's go to race eight. The Tropical Turf Stakes grade three for four-year-olds and up going one mile on the turf. Halterman Field of Seven lines up for this one. Really, it's between the four value proposition for Chad Brown. And Todd Pletcher has the one. Largent making the return. Haven't seen this horse since the Pegasus last year at 925 on the rail. I think, to me, I mean make you can make your case otherwise but i i really just had to sit there and try to figure out which horse i was going to roll with because both seem very possible as winners i absolutely agree i think those are the two you got to beat uh in this race i went to the rail with number one largent i think he's going to be a pretty darn tough i think he's just a little bit better of a horse than value proposition overall i think he's got a little more talent um you know the big question mark is the layoff but Here's the positive if you're worried about that. A, it's Pletcher. That's always a positive. B, he had a he had a layoff of 247 days much earlier in his career. He came back and won by five after that layoff. You know, a little bit later on in his career, he had a layoff of 123 days. Not quite as long, obviously. He came back and won uh, a stakes uh, off that layoff. So I feel pretty good about it. Uh, this horse, boy, tough luck loser, just got beat right at the last by his stable mate. Colonel Liam in the Pegasus World Cup turf last year. I think he comes back strong here. Uh, he 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 won the Fort Lauderdale last year. I think it's a really good spot for him in a grade three spot or a grade three race, the tropical turf here. Um, you know, the distance of a mile, horses has won at a mile before as well. I think he's ready to go. I'm gonna go Largent on top. Yeah, I, that's where I went too. I, I think the, the way this horse has been working, and then also the fact that Pletcher is so good off the bench, anyways. And you got to like the fact that Sias has rode this horse. You know, that was kind of the, the horse or the the jockey that that rode uh, Largent early in the career, and then obviously uh, had in the last three, and now is back. So obviously, you know, and and, and by the way, you know, he, he he can ride. I mean, I know value proposition for Chad Brown, Naira Tees, but. We size has road value proposition the last two times, so you, you kind of got a feeling like he's on Largent. I like that. Um, and you know, like you're talking about a horse that you're right. I mean, he probably could have, should have won. And of course, Colonel Liam came back off of that race and won again. Probably could have won the Pegasus. And you know, that's you're talking about a race that the you know 
three rattles off three in a row and let's, and let's not forget the pegasus he was four to one so it's not like just like he was like some huge shot i mean this is a good horse just easy to forget because it's been it's been a minute loves goldstream park six starts four wins two seconds this distance two wins three starts i really like this horse as well my only hesitation was i am picking the horse on top but my only kind of like pause was man like if he was doing that good would you not be in the pegasus maybe just coming back a little too quick to pay to or not too quick but coming back a little too tough for him you know what i mean like do you want to take him off a layoff go go pegasus world cup and then run it again with no race in between right i don't know i i hear you um also this race is only a mile maybe it's a prep for the pegasus it could be, um, and you know, also Colonel Liam is probably going to be in the Pegasus as well. So maybe Fletcher's like, "Well, I've got that." So and you're right. Maybe he's like, "Hey, if he runs really well, then maybe you know, we still there's it could be possible to see Largent in there." So, um, and, and and in terms of how I, I value proposition for me, I just, just I just don't trust, frankly. You know, um, I don't necessarily not like the horse. I just don't quite trust him good enough to win here. And I just think the one's a little bit better. So that's ultimately the reason why I went with the one as well. All right, let's go. Let's go to Oakland Park for the Pippin Stakes. That's right, the Pippin. Uh, it's Saturday, race eight, 150K, Phillies and Mayors, four-year-olds and up, going one mile, field of seven. Lined up here, five to two on a couple here, and then nine to five on the inside horse coach for Brad Cox. Five to two on Josie, five to two on Miss Bigley. Past that, it's kind of a wide open event in terms of uh, competitiveness. 20 to 1 on the four. We'll go and toss that one out. That's probably the winner. Alter, what do you think of this one? Uh, you know, I always, when I, when I see that horse coach, I always think of that guy that says, Call me coach down at Oakland. Yeah. You know that old dude? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> he always comes he's... up to us and he's like, I've got a surefire winner. He can't lose. I hope he's so doing it. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. I haven't seen that guy in a while. <laughs> I know I haven't seen him in a long time. Um, anyway, coach uh, for me on the rail. Uh, listen, I liked the source a little bit last time out. Uh, came off of a layoff. This horse always had a ton of hype last year and just never could quite live up to it. A lot of seconds, a lot of thirds, a lot of like, well, she didn't run bad, but she just wasn't great. I thought she looked really good last time out uh, over this track. Like I said, off the layoff, big win by two links. You know, if this was a, like a quote-unquote normal Pippin where Oakland usually has some pretty good runners, I, I don't know, maybe I'd be hesitant, but I just don't like anybody else in this race very much. So I did go with uh, the favorite here, number one coach. You know, I hate this race. Let's be completely honest. So I'm going with – I understand why you're going coach. I don't like that horse enough to pick on top. I'm going to go with a little bit of a price and just a little bit of a just – gut play really i'm gonna go with the three ww fitzy and here's why love it diodoro off the claim right gets this horse now uh, i'm gonna say one thing or another but we all know diodoro off the claim pretty good um and this horse is capable like you look some of the past races in you know this love last year uh at oakland ran really well the speedster horse showed speed has numbers that are just good as coach. Um, adds blinkers. You have Diodoro. You get Cohen. I'm, I, I think this horse is going to go out to the lead, and I just don't 
maybe the horse isn't very good and this is obviously a step up in competition but like in a field that you don't like and there's enough unknowns with this horse where i think i'm gonna at least give her a shot and try to steal this thing uh, at a big price so i like the three ww fitzy that was my long shot pick on magic and Eyes video so i'm with you and you said i don't have to say anything else you said it perfectly hey you know what the fact that you uh you're on board with that one i i think we I think we might we might want to go in on that one together. Let's let's just pound that horse, dude. I'm telling you that the, the uh, Oakland uh, long shots on those videos have been winning. So all I'm saying is this is it is and maybe she doesn't win or is she fades hard and it's like, but at least I feel confident enough to like I don't feel confident in any of these really, but I at least have enough confidence to hey, the signs are all kind of there. What this horse is probably going to do. And at least I'm going to get my bang, you know, bang for my buck, right? Like, I, mm-hmm. I she's going to give it a run. We're going to see how, you know what I mean? Like, yep. I feel enough confidence about that where I could take a swing at a big price. So, yep. um, and a lot of times with these long shots, you're just hoping you never, you know, you don't know what they're going to do. This one, I at least feel like I know what she's going to do. I just, we'll see if she's good enough. And maybe she is. All right, let's go to, uh, let's go to Santa Anita. Race eight, Santa Anita stakes, grade two. 200K for Phillies, three-year-olds going seven furlongs. It is a Kentucky Oaks prep race, 10-4-2-1 for your top four finishers. Field of six lines up here. Eight to five under the stars. Nine to five on big switch under the stars, trained by Hall of Famer Bob Baffert, who obviously cannot earn points for this either. So, Halterman, I did this preview earlier with uh, with Magic. I want you to know what your thoughts are. I'm not going to go against Bob Baffert right now at Santa Anita. I mean, he's winning every race he enters. I'll take under the stars. You know, uh, first two races wasn't bad either either time. Looked decent. Wasn't too bad, but just got third. Uh, Last time out, man, this was, I thought, kind of blossomed. I thought she kind of just kicked away from him. I think she's sitting on a big race, believe it or not, for old Bobby. So I think number one under the stars. I guess I like the rail horses all day uh, on Saturday. I think she's going to be tough. I look forward to kind of get out towards the front and, uh, you know, try to take them, you know, gate to wire, or at least just sit close in second and then pounce at the top of the stretch. Yeah, this is this is my pick, too. Um, I just, how can, I just don't, uh, she seems like a clear standout on paper to me. Um, Plus the fact that it's about Baffert and like you say, hitting like a 43%, something like that at, uh, at Santa Anita right now. Uh, it's just insane. So, you know, the only thing is she, the horse that I am mildly interested in the horse who beat her on debut awake at midnight uh, for Doug O'Neill. I think that horse is interesting here, but I do just, I think the one is just a little bit better. So if I was playing a, like a, a exact or something, I think pounding the one, uh, the one in the five, Awake at Midnight, I like doing that, but there's really not a lot of value to be had here, considering the small field, um, and you got to think the one's going to be pounded. I, You know, I, I thought that last race, like you said, and the fact that, you know, the horse loses on debut but runs well, they, he enters her in a stakes right after that, gets beat by Ida, who's obviously very good, and then off of that comes and wins <clears throat> that made special weight impressively, to me, the longer the better for her as well. Even so, I, I the seven furlongs is not an issue, and like she kind of seems like she might be pretty good, um, and she seems versatile enough to where they can do whatever they want with her. So, I'm with you under the stars. 
I like the five and nine. Is there anyone else in here you like that if the, if she falters? I, you know, spread, so. I, I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. I think big switch, you know, two for two, looked pretty darn good. Uh, you know, this is a horse that she could pull the upset. Like, this isn't like a runaway looking winner under the stars. I think big switch could pull the up upset. If you remember, you may not. I don't know if you were. Yeah, you were standing with us. This horse won on uh, Reader's Cup Day. We were standing right there on the way on the rail, and we said, "Oh, that's why she's called Big Switch. She was big, like a really big horse." So, you know, I I, I was kind of impressed that day. She ran away from her stablemate, who had looked a little bit better than her going into that, and you know, this horse really proved and looked good. So, I think that's the second choice. You know, and again, it's one's eight to five, one's nine to five. But if you want to try to beat Baffert, I think Big Switch could do it. Yeah, this is that's an interesting horse uh, for Sadler, a horse that debuted in August, didn't run again till that race in November, like you said. Now we haven't seen her since that race, and now it's been a little bit since we're going to see her here. Calbred, you know, been facing Calbred, other Calbred, so we'll see how this is, you know, shaping up. With I mean, numbers numbers wise, she's interesting. I'm just not sure what we're, I don't know. Like I, to me, I'm going to, that was the one I was like, all right, I'm going to play against her um, and try to get that five in there. But I get it. Um, she is interesting. If she wins this one, like she's been winning those last two, then yes, she is very interesting as it, in terms of the Yokes trail. All right, let's wrap things up with a, this is a Haltman's Choice race here. Race six at Turfway Park, the Turfway preview stakes. Uh, 100K for three-year-olds going six and a half furlongs on the all-weather track, of course. And it is a, it's like the, it's like the poor man's mucho macho man stakes in a way at Turfway. You know, it's a prep for their kind of prep action coming up for the Derby Trail, which is, it, they get points, but doesn't really produce much. But we have nine horses that are going to try to be in this preview that's spelled wrong. And it's, it's <laughs> Kaylee's brother at two to one, five to two on Nobles, five to one on Trickatrocky, Red Ray, Red, Red Labels, five to one. Halterman, I'm sure you know all these horses. So what do you think? Yeah, I, it was my pick. I think it's a really good race, honestly, as far <laughs> as betting goes. I do. I do. And by the way, it's not Nobles. It's Snowballs. Snowballs is the two horse. Come on. <laughs> That's how that I really say a, it. Well, he's a gelding. So, That's uh, exactly. That's why I call him Nobles. Um, he's my pick. The two horse Nobles is going to be the pick. Listen, his three races on the synthetic surface was a win at Presque Isle, a win in a stakes at Arlington, and then went back to run in another stakes at Presque Isle. Got second by a nose. Was very close. Uh, all those races were, were at, you know, distances similar to what we have today at six and a half furlongs his two races where he didn't look very good were both at a mile and both on the turf so sprinting on the synthetic i'm gonna go no balls on top uh here so yeah i'm, I'm going no balls all the way well you know what it, as soon as you told me how to pronounce that <laughs> made my pick feel even better because that's my pick too i thought it was nobles so i was like hey you know but no balls makes me just so sure this horse is going to run well so what could go wrong <laughs> what could go wrong with the horse saying no balls um i, I mean the horse is by is sired from noble mission so i kind of why i thought it was noble um uh, noble but, but no no i think no balls makes a lot more sense because <laughs> he's a gelding um 
don't know. You, you kind of laid it out really why. I don't love this race at all. So, um, but you're probably going to see some, is there, you know, from a guy that, that watches all these races, is there anything that you're looking for in a, in a, in a prep, so to speak, at Turfway Park? Just the winner is what I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think no balls or anybody else, for that matter, is going to win. I'm going to go. You know what? First Saturday in May. Yeah. <laughs> First Saturday in May, he won't be there. Yeah. yeah. Well, he might be in the uh, what's the, the Pat Day or something like that. <laughs> no balls. I'd like to see no balls there for sure. Um, yeah. That's that's a no. horse we can all get behind. Yeah, I mean, I. Obviously, you just—I mean, it's, I, to me, it just kind of seems like this is the horse that makes the most sense, and just from a paper standpoint, obviously, a very, very, very good uh, jockey uh, trainer combo uh, as well, at hitting at forty percent um, this year. So, yeah, I mean, not a lot to like there, and obviously, I think the way that where this horse has been running, it kind of feels like this is a, a race right in the horse's wheelhouse. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm—I'm I'm wa- You gave me a reason to watch. Turfway Park on Saturday night. How about that? Can I give you another reason to watch it on Friday night? Yeah, you can try. There's a horse drafted in our league that's running there Friday night. Tawny Port, uh, Real Dynasty has him. Brad Cox (laughs) horse running an allowance Friday night at Turfway. I I don't know that it's a great sign that my horse is running Friday night at Turfway Park. (laughs) If I have have the horse in the fantasy league. But (laughs) Hey, at least the horse is running, right? So yeah, he's running. I don't think. Let me pull this up real quick. I don't think he's even the favorite. Uh, yeah, he's running he's, and he has a name. That's that's two big things. So yeah, he's the seven to two favorite. He won by six links on debut at Turfway. So oh, okay, well, he's staying we'll there. He's yeah. staying there. That, hey, you know what? I will say this: if he can get like keep, if he stays at Turfway and just keeps rocking, you know, getting those points like from those these bullshit prep races there not be a bad uh, draft pick whatsoever so yeah. they've already got new grange so or he's got new grange i guess i forgot he's he's solo this year so yeah starting off strong uh just had to get rid of his partner and he's starting off strong all right turfway park you guys have to watch this race to see no balls win this prep <laughs> So all the time we have checks out at racingnews.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our products page. Click the Get Racing News Premium button on the menu at racingnews.com to learn more. Of course, we have sports picks as well, so go check that out at the website at racingnews.com slash sports. Uh, the Pegasus Guide coming out soon, so stay tuned for the Pegasus Guide. Stay tuned um, for a lot of Pegasus content. So we're going to kind of pivot from the Derby Trail, Derby Preps, and things like that, and get really get into the Pegasus and Really try to do the best we can to make everyone some money on that card, whether it be the Pegasus, the Turf, or any of the undercard races as well. As those start to shape up, so stay tuned for that. Um, it's going to be a big one. It's really going to be. I think it's going to be a huge Pegasus, and obviously with that matchup building uh, between. I mean, you you really and, and I think given the fact that they're both. I mean, you're you're going to get a quote unquote fair price, right? Because they're both going to be bet hard and. Um, you can get a pick them there. So I think it'll be interesting as well. Uh, remember we're on Twitter at racing underscore dudes, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you check out all episodes of blinkers off by visiting the podcast page at racingnews.com. Of course, Apple podcast, Spotify, Google podcast, Amazon music, Stitcher captivate. Or you can watch all these episodes again on our YouTube page, along with all kinds of content that we have coming up. Um, 
All right. So should we ask? Should we, should we get your get your comments in? Um, what do you think? I did hear them, by the way. I just okay. heard. Well, I heard one voice. So okay. <laughs> it doesn't mean the other one might be tied up. What do you think they've been doing? We're gonna bring them in here. I, listen, I think they're just they're just checking. They're just kind of chilling out, watching uh, the phones, watching watching. I don't know what they're watching. That's just gonna be my guess. I I I, they're, I know them too well, so I I know what they've probably been doing. So I'm not going to give. They're good them. boys. They've done none of it. Bring them in. Hey, Colin. Uh oh. Here we go. Hey. Oh, Dennis doesn't know what's going on. Uh, Jared is alone with his kids, and he just did a podcast <laughs> with them in the house, just rummaging around. That's that's what's going on. They've been really good. They they, they interrupted a few times. We're on the. They've been we're good on the show. Like Everybody wants minutes. to know what you guys have been up to. So what? Tell the people what have you guys been doing? What? what? No, I'm, I'm curious. What have you been doing? Yeah. Are you just watching YouTube? Yeah. And watching your tablet. You thought it was sad that I didn't come? No, no, sad. Oh, it was not fast, Alterman. Okay. What are they upset about? Oh, your pants are going up and down. Hey, what have you been doing? Watching my phone? Any good stuff? I told you. Is the house is the house destroyed? Did you guys order pizza? No. Oh man! All right. Well, hey, you know what? It looks like I told you. It looks like we have uh, escaped disaster here. The dog's tonight. alive. I saw the dog. Yeah, Millie. Millie's probably Millie. I guarantee you, Millie's pooped in the house somewhere. So <laughs> that, that's it for sure. Hey, um, as long as they listen. haven't pooped in the house. <laughs> yeah. Has anybody pooped? Any poops? Wow. No. Any? any you want to give any final thoughts, Halter, or uh, to Halterman? Oh, nice. That looks good. Yep. You want to say anything to the mic, to the fans, the thousands listening? No. Okay. Hey, who's uh, who's going to win this? Is the, Are the Chiefs going to win? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I hope they don't find access to Jared's Tinder. <laughs> hey, what do you guys think of Halterman? What do you think of him? Huh? Down? Oh, thumbs down. Oh, oh thumbs down. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, Dan doesn't like us either. Dan, he Dan seems like a nice guy. You guys have no clue. Trust me. Get a clue. It's jockey trainer combos. And that's it. <laughs> thumbs up? Oh, you like you think Aaron thumbs up? Oh, you got a thumbs up from Coop, my man. All right. All right. Well, it's a split, split crowd over here. So hey. That's enough. Okay. Thank you. All right. Press the buttons over here. All right, guys. Hey, it's been, you know what? We survived. I think that's, that's a win, you know, for the most part. I think you're going to get all, all facets of the uh, racing tonight. So remember to go check out the Magic Mike show. I think they did the Gold Street Park. Gold Street Park plays Big Four. Hey, I did bring him in. So <laughs> this is your fault now. Yeah. It's kind of on me, right? I brought him yeah. in. They were being just fine. Um, all right, hey, you guys want to uh, pull this thing off? Here we go, here we go, let's try this. I'm Jared Welch, he's Aaron Halterman, you're Colleen Welch, and what's your name? Cooper, all right.
RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs>